All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Back Shoulder Fade. I am James Johnson here live and direct from Albany, Georgia for episode 10 with my brother, my partner in crime. Once again, we make for the Back Shoulder Fade duo, Joshua Sampson. How are you doing, my brother? I mean, I'm tired, <laughs> be honest with you. It's been yeah. a long week, man. Yeah, it's been rough. It, it, me too. Yeah. With training camp. Yeah, I know you've been real busy um, yeah. all week, man. Yeah, that and running to Alabama to the dentist because all the dentist appointments here were booked and we'll have emergency <laughs> dentists in Albany. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's been a rather hectic, uh, hectic week for me. Um, that's why we didn't record last week, actually. But we are back at it, back live and direct. Uh, to talk some football, got a bunch of good topics at hand to talk about. As we promised last time, we're going to talk about uh, our NFC predictions. We did the AFC predictions in the last episode. Please feel free to refer back to episode nine to listen back on those. Uh, and we're going to also talk about this AB fiasco with his helmet, which is just absurd to say the least. But we're going to talk about it and we're going to give our thoughts on hard knocks uh, as they aired episode one this week. Um, which was the pilot episode, and um, I will say right now that I thoroughly enjoyed it. So um, that being said, oh, somebody just stole a base. All right, so we're watching baseball. They excuse us, by the way. We got to get our little daily dose of the Braves in. But that being said, um, feel free to look back at our archived episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, Anchor, and Spotify for the Back Shoulder Fade. And you can simply look it up under the Back Shoulder Fade and you'll be able to find us. So that being said, we're going to get right into these predictions as we're going to look at the NFC. And uh, I guess I'll start it off today. Uh, we'll start with the North, which was the hardest one for me, actually. Uh, but we have the Vikings, Bears, Packers, and Lions in that division. Um, I personally got the Vikings winning that one at 11 and five. It was hard though. I, I spent like 10 minutes trying to figure out what to go or what direction to go in with this division. But I got the Vikings winning it at 11 and five. I got the bears coming in at 10 and six. I got the Packers actually coming in at nine and seven and the lions coming in at eight and eight. So just a, a brief a brief reason and as to why it came out like that for me. Well, I wanted to put the bears first and uh, me and Josh have talked about the bears a little bit on this podcast before. I'm, I'm a big believer in their defense and what they've built. The problem was like they have the fifth hardest schedule in football or they're tied for fifth, at least according to CBS sports. So only four, uh, four teams have a harder schedule than them and they're, they're relatively young. So there's that. And then another thing is, you know, I don't, know if I could really trust Mitchell Trubisky like that. So I didn't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to, I guess I didn't want to give them too high of a record, especially with that question mark at quarterback. But I mean, really, aside from him, if if they can get him rolling, then they'll be a very good team. I mean, a Super Bowl caliber team. But again, we don't know what they have in that young man yet. So that's an issue. Um, that being said, the Bears, um, that's why I didn't put them first and I put the Vikings there instead. Um, I wanted to put the Packers there, but they, you know, they they got a new head coach. Uh, they're going through a lot of changes. Their new offensive scheme, uh, this, that, and the other. So, you know, that kind of concerned me. And you know, I, we don't know how Aaron Rodgers is going to coexist with the new offensive uh, coordinator, who is Nate Hackett. But not just him, but the head coach in general. 
uh, who is um, is Matt LaFleur, actually, from the Tennessee Titans, former offensive coordinator with them. We, we all have to see, like, how he coexists with those guys. So that's my big thing with them. And besides, the Packers have what? I think they've finished not first in the division the last two years. So, like, it, it looks like they might be losing the grip on that division. And then the Lions, um, I got them at 88 at 500. That would be um, significant improvement for them because if I can recall, I don't think they won more than six games last year under Matt Patricia. Um, I, I, I personally like what I saw out of Matt Patricia when he was with the Patriots, but we all know how it goes with Bill Belichick assistants. When they leave his nest, they kind of struggle. So, um, it's it's hard to tell what exactly Patricia is going to be. They have Matt Stafford, a veteran there, uh, who can you know carry the team. So nonetheless, I put them at eight and eight. I don't think they'll be quite as bad as they were last year. So Josh, what say you on the NFC North? Well, this is probably my easiest one. Um, mm-hmm. I believe uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to get back on his horse and. Uh, Put the Packers back in uh, control of the NFC North. I think the Bears are gonna. I don't know. It's. It, I guess it's the same reason with you. Uh, my reason reason why I don't have the Bears at the top is just their uh, quarterback situation, and we don't know how much Trubisky is gonna progress or what, regress for that matter. We don't know. You know. I don't think he can get. I don't think he's gonna go back. I, if anything, he's gonna stay the same. Um, mm. You know, they, they lost. Um, they lost Jordan Howard, right? If I'm not mistaken, I looked that up real quick. Yeah, Jordan Howard's not on the team anymore. They, uh, yeah, I know for sure because <laughs> I was looking. I was going through Madden today, and he's not on the. Uh, I believe he's on the Eagles now. Okay, you got a new one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. Well, we'll talk about it in the other in the other part, but it's a pretty good. Well, it's a great game, and there's a whole – I guess we'll get into it, but there's a whole spectrum of, um, you know, you can tell the difference between a good team and a bad team. Nice. Um, a bad 20. About you know, time. Yeah, you know, like how in some, like, previous versions, like, you can kind of uh, bootleg the system yeah. or jank, jank the system. <laughs> right. Like, like, if you were running, like, say you had, like, a, like a fast quarterback, you could – run the option like almost all game you know kind of you really can't do that in this game but let me get back to the point I was making um yeah I don't I don't know what the offense is still I don't know but I'm talking about the Bears uh in particular I don't know if the they they still don't have that foul the firepower plus uh well, I guess the only thing that's gonna carry them is their defense which I mean they still have you know Khalil Mack Roquan yeah, uh, Michael Floyd, Flo- Fuller, um, Eddie Jackson, Leonard Floyd, ain't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I say Michael. Michael Floyd. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, who in the hell is Michael Floyd? Uh, yeah, and they got uh, yeah. You remember Michael Floyd? He played receiver for Notre Dame. He played, yeah, 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 yeah. Now that you mentioned it, I do. I believe he played for the Chargers. I can't remember who else he played for, but right. They got some other little studs on their defensive line. I forgot about too. I'm gonna real quick while you uh Keem Hicks and uh, yeah, yeah yeah so yeah they they loaded on that line you know I mean you and you they're young not only do you like what they offer defensively oh well somebody just got out here but um <laughs> we caught somebody slipping go Braves but yeah um they're young in general when you look at the team but 
again, I, I think it's a lot of question marks on that offense, man. And I mean, they they do have some pieces even on like the receiving end, like Allen Robinson and guys like that. But again, you for you to get to those guys, you got to know what you have at the quarterback position. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like, but if you were to look at them and and kind of just measure up their youth in comparison to other teams, like they probably one of the younger teams in football and. The potential is there, but, you know, we have to see what they have at the most important position on the field. Right. Yep. What's that it brings me to, I mean, I think the Vikings had the same problem. Uh, now, granted, they have two of the best receivers in the game in Diggs and uh, Thielen, plus Kyle Rudolph and, you know, um, Dalvin Cook. But yeah. yeah, they got a nice little core. Yeah, um, but – you know, the Vikings always seem like they always seem like they can never get over the hump. They always seem like they get in their right. own way. Um, yeah, that's true. They made some adjustments. They fired the Flippo, you know, and they got a um, new offensive coordinator in there. And they they've made the necessary adjustments. It's just you know what will it work? You know, and they did. I mean, their offensive line was an issue too. But they did try and patch that up in the draft. They had, like, if I recall, they had a bunch of picks in the draft. They had, like, eight, nine, ten picks or something. Something ridiculous, bro. Mm -hmm. uh, but, yeah, they spent a lot of – they invested a lot in the draft on that uh, that offense. I can uh, – Irv Smith was one of them that they got. Uh, they, and they're retaining Kyle Rudolph. So, maybe we'll see a lot of them double tight end sets. You know, they might throw at people. We'll see. Mm -hmm. We'll see. But um, I just – I mean – if they get their offensive line issue fixed, that's why I put them at eleven and five because I think they they probably will or they I'm hoping that they will. Then they you know they're a very respectable team. But I mean I see where you're coming from though. Like they you're right they're they're that team that like I be fearing for Mike Zimmer's job every year because like they just seem like that team kind of like kind of like Mark Rick was when he was in Georgia, you mm -hmm. know just could never get over the hump. So like in the NFL that'll get you fired. You know what I'm saying. Also, I don't think they had a defense to uh, win the division this year. Um, of course, the Bears had the probably had the best defense in the division, but right, of course, um, easily. And I don't think well, it's just Harrison Smith, right? Him and Xavier Rose is really the only two guys. Daniel they Hunter, they yeah, Daniel Hunter on the defensive line. Um, don't they? They didn't they retain Anthony Barr? He was a free agent this year. He almost, yeah, yeah, he almost went to the Giants. Now that I think about it. And they kept him um, for a pretty respectable deal. Uh, I think he actually might have took less than the Giants were offering him. So, I mean, they got a, a decent core. I mean, like, I can see them being 15-ish. But, mm. I mean, I, I wouldn't put them no higher than that. And then uh, the Lions, I don't – you got them at – would you have them at 8-8? Eight eight? I don't even think they'll get that close. Oh. Yeah, I can see them not getting there too. Yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Because, I mean, like, you look at their roster in terms of the talent. Like, I don't really – I don't know off the top of my head, but it ain't a lot of notable names on their roster Other anymore. Than, yeah, I mean, it's the, I mean, of course, they got Stafford and right. um, Riddick and uh, – I was going to say Hebron, but he's on the Colts. Um, yeah, he's gone now. Um, they, I mean, they have snacks on defense. Um, yeah. Darius Slade, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, Darius um, Slade. Can't forget about him. He's yeah. uh, very – Underrated, damn it, Freddie. But um, yeah. So that's where we lie on the NFC North. Uh, on to the we'll, we'll go south. 
to the NFC South. A uh, very competitive division. There we got the Saints, Falcons, Carolina, and Tampa Bay. How you see that playing out? Well, with Cam's new uh, offensive coordinator, I'm, I'm picking. I'm taking the Panthers in that. Nice um, deal. Uh, Greg Olson's going to be back healthy. Um, McCaffrey's going to get even more touches. Uh, I see DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel being highly explosive in that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the other guy? Uh, it's Kurt. It's DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and you talking about receivers? Uh, yeah. Let me look it up real quick. I know Tory Smith's still on the team, and um, Funches is gone. I know. Right. He went to the um the Colts, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's it. I'm 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 getting it confused with my franchise, but um, mm-hmm. then you know on the flip side of the ball, they still have, you know, of course Luke Keekley. Um, of course, I'm I'm a big fan of Dante Jackson. Uh, he's he's a young. I mean, he's only been in the league a year, but I think he's gonna have a really good year this year at a uh, cornerback. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know they still have Eric Reed. Um, they got a uh, by the way at receiver. They got Chris Hogan. Well, like they picked him up off a of free agency this year. Oh uh, yeah. Then you know, of course, they're still gonna have the probably the best front seven in the. Well, I guess it's close between them and the Falcons, but uh, you know, I think Luke Keekley puts them over the top. Well, yeah, I mean the the thing is like, I trust their front seven a little more than the Falcons because the the Falcons front seven always underachieve for some reason. You know what I'm saying? Well, they always hurt too, so. Yeah, yeah, the injuries did hurt them significantly last year. But uh, go ahead, continue on. Um, uh, Kawhi Short, Don Terry Poe. Uh, Dang, I forgot they had Poe. Mario, Mario Addison. Um, what's the guy from Florida State? Brian Burns. Burns yeah, mm-hmm. they got Burns, yeah. Yeah, I think he's going to be dynamic coming off the edge this year. Um, so. Right. Um, and then next, I have the Saints. Uh, it, I, I don't know what to say about the Saints. Like it, it like I never want to put doubt in Drew Brees. Right. Um, but as long as he's been doing it, um, especially, I mean, they 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 begin, they keep going a step further, especially these last two years. Right. Um, and they always find a way to. Well, I guess they always run into fate. In like the worst possible way, you know. <laughs> yeah. Two years ago was the miracle in Minnesota. You know the. Uh-oh. You know the. Uh, the Braves are about to give up a home run, ladies and gentlemen. I know this is a football podcast, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, yeah. You know he had the miracle in Minnesota with the you know the pass the digs at the was it divisional yeah it was the divisional game right. Mm. Then you know you had the of course the fam- infamous uh, miss. Defensive pass interference call um, yeah. last year. Yep. I I don't know what to say about the Saints. Uh, I mean they basically they're coming back with the same defense. Um. Uh, what's the guy's what's the defense name? Cameron, Cameron Jordan. Cameron Jordan, Lattimore, uh, Mario Davis. Um, but losing Mark Ingram is going to be, I think it's going to hurt him. Mm-hmm. I can see why that would hurt him. You know, I think Mark Ingram was. I mean, don't get me wrong. Kamara can run between the tackles, and you know, he's the you know do it all back. You know, third right. down, first down, second down. Yeah. You know, he can do all that. But um, I think Mark, when that when it wasn't working though, when they needed to 
you know, control the game. Mark Ingram was that guy. You right. Know, now yeah. he's not there anymore. I, I think that's going to hurt the Saints this year. Mm-hmm. Not, not hurt them enough to where they missed the playoffs, but um, it'll hurt them enough to where they won't, you know, be atop the division like they were last year. Yeah, um, I I got the Saints winning it at thirteen and three at that. Um, that their schedule is the easiest in the conference, uh, in the AFC or I'm sorry, the NFC South. And looks like the Braves. Okay, I was about to say, look like the Braves just gave up a lead. But uh, yeah, they got the easiest schedule in the conference. I think it was twenty fifth in no twenty second. Excuse me, pardon me on that. It's uh yeah. So uh, yeah, their opponents last year were one twenty five and uh, two one thirty one. So that's good for a record of a little under five hundred. So um, you know, you put that into the mix. I, I think you know Drew Brees is, and then the uh, wide receiver. Uh, oh man, his name is escaping me right now. Uh, is it Michael Thomas? Yeah. Yeah, he just got paid, so he's a happy man. Uh, you, you you could, I think he's kind of underrated. To be honest with you. But uh, that's another story for another time. But I, I think that the offense is just going to put up phenomenal uh, statistics this year and, and do some good things. And I think it's going to equate to more than 11 wins, in my opinion. Um, I got the Falcons coming in at second with a 10-6 and six record. Um, I think they bounce back from next year. It, of course, the key is to stay healthy, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and like you said, that would help them to stop – underachieving on defense because Dan Quinn, you know, has the right scheme. Uh, we've seen this scheme work with Pete Carroll and Gus Bradley and the Jaguars. You know, it's a popular scheme. The um, the San Diego, uh, not San Diego, but Los Angeles Chargers, they're using it as well. Very, you know, it's one of the schemes that uh, you could you could do good things with defensively. Uh, but again, like they just haven't been healthy to basically – make it work so I think this year they got to stay healthy I'm not saying the defense is going to be like this top 15 unit I think I ranked them 15 to 20 at best this year but you know we we all know what they got on the offensive end with Freeman he'll be back I know he was hurt a lot last year they get Julio back um and they got of course Matt Ryan so uh, I think I feel confident that they can get double digit wins but um I don't know about 11 or 12, but more so along the lines of 9 to 10. Um, with the Carolina Panthers, you're right. They added a lot, but I don't know, man. I just – I don't know. I think it might be time to move on from Ron Rivera, who I like, man, because, like, I don't know. they just been stuck in this, like, this stage of mediocrity under him where they can't just get over – it's kind of like you were saying with the other team earlier. They, they can't get over the hump at times, but uh, they do get Cam back, so – that helps that it helps tremendously but i think i got them just under the falcons with nine wins i could i could see them getting 10 or 11 though uh if things go right and then i got tampa bay at eight and eight um i really wanted to to put tampa bay in that that 10 win range because of bruce arians bruce arians is proven to be a winner more times than not you know as a head coach wherever he goes so He's pairing with Jameis Winston. He went to Tampa Bay for a reason because he's a big Jameis Winston fan. He believes he can fix Jameis Winston. I believe he can fix Jameis Winston. Uh, but it's just a matter of the talent in totality. I mean, I know they got Mike Evans. They uh, can't run the ball. Yeah, exactly. Like, they, they can't run the ball. 
Um, I know Bruce Arians is a guy that likes to go out there and throw the ball a lot, but at some point you're going to need a run game. Ain't no mistake about it. And, um, you know, they, they lost pieces on defense like Gerald McCoy, who is now with the, the Panthers. Went that's, to, that's the guy I was thinking about. Yeah, he's with the Panthers now, so that can't help him at all. You know, and, and as a matter of fact, an addition like that can make the Panthers, who I got at the 9-17, and 17, that can give them that extra win. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, that being said, they just don't have the pieces, and I don't think Arians will be able to get it done in his first year. Now, next year, he might can do something, you know, when they add on to what they have. But right now, I'm not all that confident that they'll uh, go to the playoffs. But still, 8-8, eight and eight, that would be good for, for that team, in my honest opinion. So, uh, you had any more thoughts on the South? Mm, I don't think so. All right, on to the East. Uh, we got... The Giants, Redskins, Eagles, and Cowboys. How do you see that shaking out? Uh, because, of course, as we all know, you're a Giants fan. This all comes down to whether Ezekiel is going to play or not. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, aren't the Redskins in a uh, in a contract dispute with Trent Williams? Yeah, he's well, he's unhappy about something last I, I heard, but I don't know exactly what it was. But I, I think if I don't quote me on this, I think he was asking for a trade or something, too. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to get up out of there. Um, well, I read that he he said he simply wasn't going to play. That's, really? Yeah. So it's a it's a dispute over money. Uh, I have no clue. I, uh, you know, I read the tweet and I didn't really investigate any further. But right. Um, I do know that he said. It was, it was something to that effect of where he said he wasn't going to play. So, mm-hmm. um, but interesting, and that's uh, one of their best players easily. Yeah, well, you know how this division is every year, Jay. Um, it's always comes down to like the last two weeks of the season, right? You know, even even last season where you know the Giants seemed like they were, um, the Giants and Redskins they seemed like they were, you know, fighting for the bottom, but really in and the reality of it was up until, like, week 13 or something like that, like, the Giants and the Redskins still could have made the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it would have took some luck. But, I mean, that's just how this division is. And um, it, I, I think it's going to hinge on a couple of things. One, like I said, whether or not is um, GQ Elliott is going to play. Yeah. And uh, whether or not Carson Wentz is going to stay healthy. Oh, yeah, that's a big key. That's, that's um, well – when I talk about what I got for the NFC East, that's those are the two biggest factors in that division period. Right. Yeah. Um. So it's I don't I really don't have a pick for this because I mean it could be the Eagles, it could be the Cowboys. Hell, mm-hmm. the Hassans could have a breakout year. And they, you know, <laughs> right. they, they make the playoffs, you know. But right. But I think they could. I guess we need to talk about that too. Um. I think they're asking. You know, Haskins to do a little bit too much. Um, you know, maybe it's just you know based off that one preseason performance. But um, oh, you you talking about like in terms of uh, the playbook? Yeah. Okay. Um, but you know, I don't. I, like I said, you really can't judge a uh, team off preseason. But um, that's true. Yeah, this is. I guess I can go with the Eagles because, you know. Carson Wentz is. Uh, I mean, they they had the they had a steady factor right now. Um, but we all know how. I mean, these last two years of you know Carson Wentz hasn't been able to finish the season. So I don't I don't know. Yeah, 
I really yeah. don't know. Like if if it's a coin flip, literally. Well, it'd be easier for me if we if I knew Ezekiel was gonna play because right. I just pick I picked the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. You got Dak Amari, um, of course Ezekiel Elliott, um, Demarcus Lawrence, Jason Wynn's coming back, Van Ash, right. Jalen, uh, what's his name? Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. Byron. Byron Jones. Yeah. Yeah. They got a little squad over there, man. Ain't no little in it. I mean, they of course they got the, arguably the best offensive line in football. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, with well, with first on the Haskins thing, um, I don't think we got to worry too much about Haskins because I feel like uh, Jay Gruden almost said John Gruden is on the hot seat, and he probably like typically when coaches are in that position where they on the hot seat. They typically want a veteran quarterback in the game, so he probably, in in a nutshell, he's probably going to do everything in his power to not let Haskins see the field. Because really, if I can recall, they they fired a bunch of assistants and everything. The only thing they haven't done is fired him, if I if I'm not mistaken. So he it just seems like one, and I've seen those situations a bunch of times, you know, being a Jags fan. Uh, so I feel like you know to give himself the best chance to uh, to get off the hot seat. He might not put Haskins out there too early, is is what I'm saying in a nutshell. But we'll see. Um, that I I did um, we'll, we'll talk about that on the. We might do some um video breakdowns uh, on Haskins, but um, yeah, I'll leave that for that. Um, that being said, I got the uh, Cowboys winning it because, as I just said, I think they will pay Ezekiel Elliott. Um, the fact that Dak Prescott is at training camp right now and has already participated in a preseason game leads me to believe that he's okay with playing, you know, on the last year of his deal for now. Um, the Mar- Amari Cooper, I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't even know if Amari Cooper is attending camp right now or is he holding out or whatever the case may be. But the point is, I, n- I know Dak is there and it looked like Dak is willing to uh, play on the last year of his deal. And he's the biggest, I guess you will say he he's going to, command the most out of the cap because obviously he plays the quarterback position. So that being said, um, I think with them knowing that Dak is going to play on the last year of his rookie contract, they'll just fork over that money to Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I, I did read at one point in time, they, um, they shot him an offer along the lines of what Le'Veon Bell is getting. Um, don't know if he's going to take that or if he'll want more or whatever the case may be. Uh, but if he says, no, I don't want that, they don't have no choice but to give him what he wants. And I think Jerry Jones, this is especially why I think they'll pay him. Jerry Jones has probably learned from history. It was a time in back in the day where Emmitt Smith held out until like two weeks into the, you know, the regular season. Mm-hmm. And he had to, you know what I'm saying? Like it was looking shaky. He had to go ahead and give Emmitt Smith the money that he wanted. So I think he's probably learned from that. And by the regular season, he'll just give Zeke the money. Although, personally, it's questionable to give Zeke the money because he's a – I'm just come out and say he's an idiot off the field. I don't know if I could trust him with that kind of money. But we talking about Jerry Jones here. I think Jerry Jones will fork over the money to him. So, that being said, that's why I got the Cowboys winning that division. Um, I got the Eagles at 9-7. and seven. Like you said, it's a matter of Carson Wentz and health. Um we haven't seen anything in the past that would indicate he could play a whole full season. Uh, the same could be applied for Nick Foles in Jacksonville, but that's beside the point. But they, you know, they've been qu- two quarterbacks that 
traditionally don't finish the full season. So uh, that's a little scary in itself. And if he misses so much as two to three games, you know, that could be the deciding factor in this division. That could be the one-game separation between them and the Cowboys, as I have in my prediction. So I got them at 9-7. and seven. If he's healthy, uh, I think they, they go to the playoff he's, if he's healthy and plays uh, most of the season and, uh, you know, can – uh, is predominantly healthy throughout the season. Uh, I got the Redskins at four and twelve. Um, even that might be a stretch, in my opinion. We'll see. Me, and you talked about the Redskins, and now um, when we first did a you know lead wide look at all of these teams, they don't have a lot of talent. Now this draft class, granted, the draft class that they just got was pretty good. It was Haskins. Uh, they had arguably one of the best draft classes in football. So they're they're trending in the right direction, uh, but still like the cupboard was so bare you know what i'm saying and and for haskins to be your first round pick and he might not even see the field it's like how much progress can you make in terms of a record is my question i don't think they can make significant progress if any at all so i got them there i got the giants with the same record four and twelve uh we all know that they're kind of in that rebuilding stage uh we'll see uh if daniel jones touches the field i believe he will uh, personally before the end of the season because it, um, David Gettleman knows that the team has to move on from Eli at some point. Um, I'm not just putting that into the preseason either, by the way. I just think like, you know, over the course of the season and practicing over the course of the regular season, I just think he'll be more, uh, Daniel Jones will be more developed at that point, if you will. But uh We'll see. I mean, Gettleman is also an old-school, stubborn guy. I can see him sticking with Eli for the the whole year, too. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. So the NFC West, we got the, uh, the, the Cardinals, the San Francisco 49ers, the Seattle Seahawks, the L.A. Rams. I guess I'll start this one off. I got the Rams going 12-4. and four. Um, I think they have one of the easier schedules in football. I, I can't. Yeah, they're 27th in terms of uh, schedule, strength of schedule. So I think that would translate well for them. They didn't really lose much in terms of the offseason. I think they'll be back and better than ever. I mean, really, the only stain on their season was, you know, the Super Bowl, to be honest with you. But um, I believe they'll be back stronger than ever. They still got Wade Phillips. They still got that defensive tack uh, with Aaron Donald and um, all of those guys, Dante Fowler Jr., some other folks that's escaping me. Um, so I got them winning that. Seattle at ten and six behind them. Uh, Seattle, if I'm not mistaken, Seattle had a little bit of a more difficult schedule than the rest of everybody. So I didn't want to give them too many wins, but I can see them in that wild card range. Um, Russ got his money. Uh, who else? There's one more guy that's escaping me that they paid to. Um, Bobby Wagner got his money. So. They're a happy camp right now. They got rid of some of the guys like Earl Thomas and, you know, some people before that that, you know, were kind of disgruntled. So it's a better locker room situation. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. But I think they can get 10 wins. Uh, San Francisco, I got them at 8-8. Eight and eight. I think Kyle Shanahan will uh, help that team to improve. I think having Jimmy Garoppolo back will definitely help. Um, and I, I think they, they are a talented team, George Kittle, over there as well, but not quite ready to overtake Seattle yet in terms of um, the division or even the Rams for that matter. And then at uh, 5-11, and 11, I got the Arizona Cardinals. Um, 
Cliff Kingsbury's entering his first year, which could actually help them to have a very good offensive season because a lot of people don't know a lot about Cliff Kingsbury right now. Uh, Kyler Murray, he's going to be starting him. But if I had, to, if I was a betting man and I put money on his team in Vegas, uh, I don't think it's going to be pretty uh, the first year. I mean, not only the offensive thing, but, you know, the talent just isn't there in comparison to the rest of the NFC West. So uh, how do you see that shaking out? What did you say that you think – uh, what do you have for the Rams record? Uh, twelve and four. Uh, like I say, they schedule is like twenty seven. Yeah, so. the Super Bowl hangover is a, is always a is always a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you said they didn't um, improve. They didn't add it. Well, they didn't lose anything. Well, they didn't improve anything on the defense either. Well, they, they also do. they also lost uh, some Dominic and Sue. Yeah, um, yeah, I forgot about that. But last year, that defense was a problem and not a good problem. They couldn't stop anybody, to be honest with you. For, yeah, the talent that they had. No. Yeah, yeah, for the talent that they had from Marcus Peters, uh, Akeem Tlaib. Um, of course, I mean, Aaron Donald was doing what he was doing, but um, they they st- they don't have any linebackers. What's the other guy, Roby Coleman? Is that uh, the guy? Bradley Roby Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, their defense is I, – I I don't know that uh, – and then, of course, Jared Goff was – he was – he got, well, he actually took a step back from the year before then. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have questions about, you know, whether or not Gurley's going to come back to form. I mean, he says he's 100%, but, you know. Right. Yeah, I'm not confident about that situation. It seemed like a chronic situation, but yeah. – I do the reason I, I do um I mentioned that is or um I, I chimed in on that. I really like that Henderson kid they got from Memphis mm-hmm. out of uh, the running back. He's I mean I don't want to say he 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 has some girly like traits if you will. I think you know if he's given the right situation he might could be rookie of the year. But again like Gurley's making so much money you don't know how many snaps they're gonna give Gurley. But if Gurley issue is as much of an issue as I think it is. I think Henderson could do some good things for them, but that's just my opinion on him. What was I talking about, Jared Goff? Yeah, you were um, saying Goff uh, really wasn't – last year wasn't as good as the year before for him. Well, not only that, he kind of he kind of waned toward the end of the season. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, was it that game they played the Bears? He had like three, four interceptions or something like that. Like I'm a I'm a big fan of Sean McVay and you know the his whole system and the way he coaches and everything, but that the defense is is was a was a problem last year. It's the same reason why they couldn't why they had to go in, had, had to get into that shootout with um with the Chiefs in that game. Yeah, that's true. Um, which it probably is really shouldn't have happened that way with the secondary and the talent mm-hmm. they had on the defensive side of the ball. Not at all. Um, I remember going into that game, everybody was like, "Well." The Rams have the weapons on defense to neutralize them and slow them down. Well, shit, yeah. that didn't happen. They yeah. almost scored up a hundred points to all together. Yeah, in the whole game. Um, so I have, and this is also a very, the Seahawks are to me are the most consistent team in this in this division. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Russ is coming back. He, like you say, he's got a new contract. Uh. Wagner. Bobby Wagner's got his new contract. Yep. Um, they added what's the guy's name from Ole Miss? Not AJ, but the other one. Metcalf. Metcalf. Um, I forgot about him. 
they bring in Tyler Lockett back. Uh, man, I wish uh, Doug Baldwin was coming back. Um, that's a shame what happened to him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, you know, the Cardinals and the 49ers are basically having, uh, you know, two new quarterbacks coming in. You know, Garoppolo. How many games did Garoppolo play last year? Was it two, three, something like that? Three or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I'm not – the Cardinals are a wild card to me. Like I don't like it could be, it could be a RG three year for Kyler Murray. You know he could come out and you know take the lead by storm and you know. Yeah, but that, if I recall, the offensive line is abysmal. Yeah, so is the Redskins' offensive line that year. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, they had Trent Williams and like Compton, and they had a few. They had Compton back six years ago. I think so. Compton like thirty, bro. Still, he wasn't like he wasn't the Compton from six years ago. I don't know. I I might be off. I know Trent Williams was there because he swung on Richard Sherman. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So I, I'm taking the Seahawks in in this uh, in this division. Yeah, well, the, see, my thing, I always want to take the Seahawks in this division, but the thing is, like, I and it's it it keeps being a a reoccurring problem. It's like they never do enough for their offensive line. You know what I'm saying? Like every year. I mean, I know they traded for DeWan Brown two years ago or something like that. But it seemed like they don't want to invest draft picks into the offensive line. And I'm, I don't know. That's worrisome. Um, and it shows. Every, sometimes it shows throughout the season. I know like last year, then they like they were a top team, top 10 team in rushing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but it, it rears its head sporadically throughout the season sometimes. But We'll see. I mean, I definitely don't uh, doubt them making the playoffs. That's for sure. You you ain't gonna catch me saying that. Um, but yeah, man, like they got one of the better front offices in football, aside from the offensive line problem, and they should be uh, contenders this year. So, uh, anything you want else you wanted to say on the West? No, I'm just. Well, there's a matchup uh, that that I really want to see. I don't know if they're gonna put it on TV or not. You know, mm-hmm. in this localized area, but. I th- it's either week two or week three, the right. Cardinals and the Panthers. I really want to see that matchup. Kyler Murray, you know, versus Cam. I want, you know, right. I really want to see that. Well, now that you mention it, this might be the gr- a good time. Uh, NFL Sunday ticket, if you're listening, because I've seen y'all. I'll be watching. Y'all sponsor um, the uh, NFL podcast for the ringer. We'll gladly take the <laughs> sponsorship and we'll gladly take a free a uh, Sunday ticket uh, package as well, so we can watch every game we pretty much want to watch. Uh, so yeah, holler at us if y'all want to do that. So yeah, that you know what that'll be an interesting matchup though, like Kyler versus Cam. You mm-hmm. know, um, basically they in a roundabout way they they're the same t- type of quarterback or review or viewed as the same way when they came into the league as rookies. Clearly, you know Cam Newton's huger than Kyler by a long shot, but you know, um, they were one. What I'm trying to say is they they are two quarterbacks that people were like, oh, you got to cater a scheme around them, you know, this, that, and the other. Like, it was all these concerns. And they proved, or in Cam's case, that you know, he proved them wrong. Uh, Kyler maybe can do the same thing. We'll see. Especially with a bright mind like Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Like I said, nobody knows what he has up his sleeve right now. Yeah. And the element of surprise is always there. You know what I'm saying? Like every year we see this team that look better than they're supposed to offensively. And we're like, what the hell this team, where, where they came from? 
it ain't where they came from. It's just the fact that the offensive coordinator had some stuff up their sleeve that people weren't expecting. You know, Sean McVay in years past. Um, I mean, we've seen others come through the league, but um, we'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, that'll be an interesting matchup, to say the least. 